and non-benders alike, welcome to Braving the Elements, Nickelodeon's podcast about all things Avatarverse. I'm Janet Varney. And I'm Dante Bosco. And this episode is going to be a fun one, Varney. I don't know. More fun than our recap of The Chase last week with Eric Ishii. I mean, you know, I always love hanging with you and taking deep dives into the show. But Varney, you got to be excited about our special guest this week. I know, seriously. I would say this is what we, (laughs) in show business, call an embarrassment of riches. This week, we have a very special, we're calling this sort of a roundtable since there's four of us. We have two folks who are very well-known and loved outside the Avatarverse for their amazing work. And they both have at least one thing in common, which is they love Avatar, which is amazing. So today they made time in their busy schedules to sit down with us and talk about the series. And I can't be more excited First up, we got Major Curta. Major is an actor to soon appear in K-pop, a new musical on Broadway opening November 20th. I'm excited to come back to New York to go see that show. And as well as a performing artist, he's a lifelong Avatar fan. What's up, Major? Welcome to the show. Hey, Dante. How you doing? Thrilled to be here. Can't wait to get into this. Yeah, we got to ask a little bit more about K-pop, though, because that is extremely exciting. Those are like three of the most magical words in the world right now it's like uh, <laughs> appearing k-pop broadway so <laughs> so we're going to come back to that but let's bring in our other guest also so excited about them we have lex mason lex is an accomplished musician actor and cosplayer who currently plays saf in joe versus carol streaming now on peacock and featuring one of my heroes john cameron mitchell hello lex how Hi. are you thanks for having me welcome to thanks the show for being here oh my god prince zuko uh, <laughs> i know sometimes people just need to take a second to just let that sink in i need in. to fanboy a second <laughs> uh, we are all great with that fanboy away <laughs> no, we're so excited to have you both. I am going to say that I now have mega headphone envy because Lex also has <laughs> on their headphones a little couple of purple kitty ears. And um, <laughs> I feel a little nude right now because I don't have them. I got to get some. They're detachable, too. <laughs> oh, these oh, wow. are sweet. This is exciting, these, these, these roundtables, you guys, because me and Janet are here every week and we're talking about the show. We deep dive into the into the episodes. And, but sometimes we don't really get to talk to folks out there, the fan base, and, and talk about the show with them. And then also it's an extra level because you're actors like us, you're artists within the industry. So it's like there's a bunch of different levels that we get to have this show on, which I'm excited and kind of nervous about at the same time, Varney. <laughs> we should be. We should be very intimidated. This could be like the last episode we do. They could take over as hosts. You take it over. And it would be so seamless. And people would be like, I have this vague, misty memory of two other people that used to host Braving the Elements. But... <laughs> Pretty much every single time me and all my siblings get together, we have an Avatar roundtable at least oh, once whenever oh wow. it is that we're hanging out. Love it. So it is kind of wild. I, I don't think the 10, 11, 12, 13 year old me that was having avatar roundtables with my sisters ever imagined that I'd be here. What I want to know though, Major, is one of your sisters like Azula? How many sisters do you have? Because you're looking very Zuko right now. Oh, I have four sisters. Oh, thank you. Four sisters. Yeah, my hair right now is definitely if Zuko just kept growing it out. Yeah, later on Zuko, like later in life Zuko. Exactly. Exactly. That's Uh what you're looking like right now. And then you have four sisters. There's four brothers in my family and one sister. So it's like the opposite of what you guys got going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am the very middle sibling. So I have two older and two I am younger. Too. 
I'm number three. Oh my five. god, this is nuts. Major, me and you. That's crazy. Middle. I didn't know any of that either. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm an only child. Lex, I'm an only child. Oh, there we go. Oh my yeah, we match now. There's no something for everybody. Only uh, kids together in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is very sad. I love it. I actually was having the exact thought. I was like, the chances that Lex is an only child seem very slim. <laughs> so I'm not going to say anything. And then you said it, and I was like, yes. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, any Azulas among them, Major? No. No. You don't have no. Any no, no, they're all frustratingly lovely and <laughs> you know, are amazing big sisters and just as amazing little sisters. And definitely there are a handful of grounding points, like things all five of us can agree on, but by far, much to our parents' delight, the number one thing we all agree on is Avatar. Period. <sighs> You know, there's so there's glad. never any question of like, what are we going to watch? You know, if we're all together, what TV show could we possibly agree upon watching? Uh-huh. Just watch an episode of Avatar. What episode? Any episode of Avatar. Oh. Any episode whatsoever. Yeah. Wonderful. This is so amazing. I know. Yeah. Well, when did Avatar enter into each of your lives? Major, did you start watching it when it was coming out? Or did you find it through your siblings like later on? So I started watching... Probably, I think it was around the time the first season was ending was when I started watching. And I remember, must have been like the first month of my first grade, which was like a new school year, and or I'd moved to a new school. This kid would not stop talking about Avatar, and I just have this really vivid memory of him so excited being like, well, did you know that Aang is actually 112 years old because he spent 100 years in an iceberg? And I was just like, wow, this guy really loves whatever it is he's talking about. (laughs) And at some point that resulted in me actually buying the manga comic book that they made for the first couple episodes so i somewhere deep in you know in a bookcase or a storage box somewhere i still have that comic book for the very first episode so i remember reading that and being like all right this this is really awesome and so then anytime i was watching tv i was i would look to see if avatar was on nickelodeon that's amazing. Lex, Emperor. what about you? No pressure um, to come up with a right, deep sorry, cut that manga was like, reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, um, yeah, I, I got into it like after like both seasons were already out. And I, it was like through cosplay because I really wanted to start cosplaying, but I couldn't find any dark skin characters that I could like pass as. So I was like Googling dark skin characters and like Katara and like Korra came up and I'm like, okay, I'm watching this show now. Uh, oh. So yeah, I watched it and I one of the first cosplays I made like all myself was the Fire Nation Katara cosplay. Yes, That's so good. Oh. And I see the necklace around your neck right now. Yes. <laughs> I see the water. This, is, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, I got right and I got Beautiful. a blue spirit thing. Very sweet necklace. Blue spirit mask <laughs> in the house. And I got Sokka's boomerang. I'll go get it. You can't see it. Anymore. Lex made that boomerang. <laughs> Here, they just went ahead and made it. Like Let's see it I wish I were out there Ugh. creating a fantastic. Oh, that's so nice! Well it's so good. Yeah, I made it out of warbler and foam. Okay, the oh. detail in that little chip <laughs> on the side. Yes. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. Yes. Oh. So good. 
I was so happy when I found out you're going to be able to do this because we always, right, D, talk about cosplay. It's such a huge part of of this this universe and of our experience going to the cons. And the first time I saw someone playing Korra, I just burst into tears because it was so (laughs) moving. And there are so many people who have, and I say this as a overtly white woman who's just like, I'm not Korra, dude, you're Korra. Like every time I see a cosplayer... (laughs) I'm like, that's you, baby. Like, yeah, I did a voice. That's it. And it's so mm-hmm. cool. And I love that you sort of, I don't want to say you backed into it like that's a bad thing, but I love mm-hmm. that you found it through one of the things that I think we're so proud of about the show, which is representation, yeah. right? Yes. So I think that's so mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. And actually this last week, and I just saw this gender bent Cora, African-American mm-hmm. guy, super stacked, and he's full on Cora. And I was like, Barney would love to see this. I would have. I'm yet to think of an Avatar verse character that couldn't be played by anyone, anywhere, any identifying, any anything. Like the it just works because of the qualities of the characters and the quality of the universe has this Mm. the humanity of it. And you can be fierce. You can also be soft. You can be hard. You can be masculine. You can be feminine. You can be androgynous. It all somehow works. And I do feel like and you guys tell us if you agree, but that's something that I feel like people, even young kids pick up on before they know what to call it. Do you know what I mean? And then later on, they're like, I realize now that, like, as a queer person, I felt comfortable in that universe in ways that maybe I didn't in other fandoms. Do you have thoughts on that? Avatar is definitely one of the things I'm like, I could be all these characters. I have so many options. It's not just like one token brown person. Correct. (laughs) Correct. Mm -hmm. Well, why don't we talk a little bit more about cosplay? I mean, like, if we gave you, like, an unlimited budget and, like, a team of designers, if you wanted them, (laughs) if you wanted to make everything by hand, you could. But is there a character in the Avatarverse that you would love to rock? Could be, like, you're Aang and you're actually on your glider flying through the air because it's been designed by Adam Savage and it actually works. Or, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Like, is is there a character that you would love if it was just like there's zero restrictions, is there a character you would love to cosplay? I want to say Uncle Iroh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Would you would you do prosthetics and stuff if oh, a team shut you down and like 100%. you would be, Oh, yeah. I love yes. it so much. Yeah. yeah, you can't do it without the. Yeah, no, I need the beard and everything. Because yes. like the what ones that I like immediately gravitate towards, I've already done. So I'm like, right. are you yeah. doing Fire Nation, Uncle Iroh? You doing the Earth Kingdom look, Uncle Iroh? We Good doing... question. Good I question. Think, I'm thinking Fire Nation. Yeah, mm. with like the, the okay. shoulder pads. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Oh, like season one. And some handcuffs. Season one shoulder pads. Yeah, the red shoulder pads. Oh, yeah. 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 Fierce. I love it. And then really quickly, Major, before we go to you, Lex, will you tick off for us? You mentioned Katara and Korra, but will you tick off any others that you've played around with in the cosplay world, Avatar-wise? So, yeah, I've done multiple versions of Katara. So, like, her regular outfit, her Fire Nation outfit. And I've also done Ember Island player Katara. Yes! Um, <laughs> oh my, yes. <laughs> and then I've done Korra and I've done Sokka. And nice. I think that's it. I think that's it. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> awesome. We got to get, get you that team for Iroh. And it's I made great. my partner at the time his Zuko at the time. So Beautiful. Oh, Beautiful. <laughs> Major, what about you? So I realized like if it would give me the power to do half a dozen flips in the air... 
I would love to cosplay Ty Lee. I, I was think I would be great. <laughs> um, oh, yes. But if it's not Ty Lee, then I definitely think probably like that final battle Aang outfit, I think is yes. absolutely where it's like the main sash going across. Yeah. Yes. Or the very, very end outfit he has. When he has like the traditional airbending monk's robes and he's like wearing Monkeyazzo's necklace. Those are like my top two Aang looks. And I think like the airbending outfit sensibility, just like the freedom of movement. You just look so comfy. The flowiness. Exactly. Have you ever done Zuko? Because you would make it. Now I'm like. I haven't, you know, but I've always said that would be. I can do the makeup for you. Oh my gosh. You know, I've actually never had the opportunity to do a cosplay, but I have always said that that would be my very first go-to. You'd be a great Sokka too, though. It didn't pass me up that when he said, I I found it when I was, he's a grown man, you guys, that are listening to this podcast, major major (laughs) grown man here. You should look into some Fire Nation stuff, Lex. I don't know if you guys can talk and get get him going on that. (laughs) Absolutely. We'll get things cooking. Side. Uh-huh. I'll do the scar makeup and it'll be oh, <laughs> amazing. I actually did Zuko one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really wonderful. But you know who I would do, Janet, if I can. The next time I'll cosplay something who, who I'd want to do. Take a guess, Barney. Oof. I don't, Jet. Jet, yes. Oh, Jet. my gosh, Jet. I love yeah. Jet. <laughs> yep. Jet. Mm-hmm. I love Jet's outfit. You got that one shoulder pad. You got one shoulder pad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He got a little thing kind of out of his mouth. Oh, the hook swords. So Come on, I'm gonna do jet. You stand that jet. I love it. You love that straw. I'm down. I'm down with jet. He's a questionable uh, character, but yes, I'm down indeed. With him. I was just reminded that when we meet, there's a moment in the scene when Toph has joined the team. She has a straw in her mouth. Yeah. There's a sort yes. of like flip casual jet esque energy of like this is what we do when we're just like too cool for school. Like we chew on yeah. some straw, just like jet. Little shout Just out. Just like Jet. Oh, I got the little straw in my mouth. Uh, well, you know, also, Jet is someone who, when he comes back, he actually doesn't have an outfit change. And I think it's completely, why would you, if it ain't broke? Don't no, listen, I got one shoulder pad. That's no, all I need. Yeah. One yeah. I'm pretty sure he even keeps the piece of wheat. In and his I don't mouth. know if it's the same one or three ups every day. I'm not sure how this works. A beautiful gold ornate box that he opens, and then there's just a stack of wheat that's just in there, like a, like a fine cigar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. D, I'm feeling like, I mean, we just heard about who our friends would cosplay, but don't you feel like just knowing who the people that they're interested in potentially representing? I mean, we just heard a lot of talk about airbending from Major, for example. Should we ask the big question next? And then that can also inform like the rest of the conversation because I now am dying to know. Major, if you can bend any element, Major, what element would that be? You know, I think... uh... I, I definitely do feel like uh, airbending. The air nomads out there, shout out to the air nomads. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've wrestled with the question. It's gone different periods in my life. I've been like, yes, I'm absolutely a firebender right now. But then there are other periods where it's like, no, 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 earthbending. It was always earthbending. What was I thinking? But then that moment where I looked in the mirror. <laughs> you're telling us you might be the avatar? Is that what you're telling us right now? We might have two avatars in our midst right now. For, I mean, listen, and I'm not counting myself at all, by the way. I mean. Um, you are an avatar. 
Um, I'm just a lowly firebender amongst (laughs) avatars. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Lex. Uh, Yes. So, okay. I'll give you what I want it to be, and then I'll give you the realistic answer of what I think it would be. Um, I have that too. Obviously, I self-insert myself into Katara, so I want to be a waterbender because I and I think it's just like so cool how di- like you can heal, you can freaking tear people apart with bloodbending, like it's so cool. Um, but also, I'm like a Taurus and super grounded and down to earth, so I would probably be an earthbender realistically. <laughs> Both very nice mm-hmm. elements. That is the same for me, Lex. Is I'm real torn between the realistic reality that like I would just as likely be an earthbender but I feel so water tribe so like only child <laughs> water tribe yeah. earthbending it's all happening yeah are there sort of specific messages or values that do bring you and in some cases your siblings or families and friends back to avatar time and time again anything Iroh has said ever Um, and I know I am not the only one who has seen this video, but there's a super cut on YouTube of literally every wise moment with Iroh. I watch that at least once a month. So good. At minimum, just to keep me going, just to like refocus my intention. And I think, um, particularly I, the moments where he, he's speaking directly to Zuko, I think are just such special moments that like. Each time I've rewatched the series at different points in my life, regardless of whatever completely different thing is going on in my life or or happening at that moment, there's something about the things that he has to say always seem to speak so directly to me in that moment of whatever it is I'm facing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. No, you're totally right. I'm thinking about that too. And I think every time I'm, I'm as we're rewatching the show, every time he's saying something, it just brings me to a very calm, kind of introspective place too. Mm. Again, we're all different ages, but I think for me, as I've gotten a little older, you know, when I first became acquainted with the show, I was not necessarily thinking as much about those relationships between kind of parental figures and their kids. And lately, I think because maybe of the pandemic and, you know, people have lost people and not to get too heavy here. But since we've been doing this podcast, I'm so much more tuned in not to just what Iroh's saying when he's talking to Zuko. And I love everything you said, Major, but also I feel the weight of that person who loves the kids so much and doesn't know, am I reaching him? You know what I mean? That is so powerful to me in this very specific way now. So it's like there's so many levels to Iroh and Zuko and his wisdom and when Zuko's really hearing it and when he's not ready to and is it still sinking Mm -hmm. in? And I just love all of that so much. Lex, what about you? Yeah, I don't know if I can really articulate. It's just like a feeling, you know, a familiar, like nostalgic, I guess, feeling of like when you watch it, you're just like warm and you're not worrying about life. (laughs) And it's just like, oh, yes, I remember you're like reliving where you were when you first watched it. 
and like the wonder of that first watch. Great and yeah, it's just word. a feeling. Mm. <laughs> there is so much wonder in it. And you already talked about mm-hmm. representation and feeling seen mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff, which is also so huge. But mm-hmm. I love what you said, too, because it, it seems to me, you know how sometimes they say, like, if you read the chapter you're going to be tested on right before you go to sleep, your brain is still learning while you're asleep. <laughs> like, it's still processing. Mm-hmm. And I almost feel like Avatar is one of those shows where you can put it on and you're not thinking about the world. But the messages and like the values of the show and the the sort of wisdom and the sort of Eastern philosophy of the show is so gorgeous that it's almost helping you solve real life problems, even Mm -hmm. though you don't have to think about it front of mind. Like you're still working on yourself and you're still working (laughs) on your relationships. And yet it's this like amazing package, this way of delivering it. That's like it goes down so easy because it's so good. You know, you're not even thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Oh, Dante, what else do we want to ask these folks? Okay, so if you could bring one Avatar character into real life to have as a friend, who are you picking and why? Lex, you start. Uh, Zuko, because I have a crush on him. Uh, (laughs) Here we go! We basically did it already. (laughs) May's got some competition. May, I know. You know, Zuko has a soft spot for Katara. Yeah, that's a very good mm -hmm. point. They're, they're endgame in my brain. <laughs> Zotara. Shout out to May too. Shout out to May. Uh, May is yeah, great. And I, they're cute as well. Major, where, where are you going, Major? Yeah, you know, I, I'm very caught between two on this particular question. I definitely, um, obviously, would just love to have the honor of sharing tea with Iroh. Of course. Genuinely, I think that would be a hilarious time. I think yes. Iroh, on top of being one of the wisest characters in the whole show is probably, apart from Sokka, of course, the funniest character in the show. Yes. So I would love that. But also definitely one of my all-time favorite characters is Toph. And I would love to just kick it back with Toph. Toph be cool. Right? Yeah, I don't want to hang out with Jet. Yeah, I don't want to, like, bring Jet to life and just go, you know, ransack a town or anything like that. I don't know. I think it'd be a little concerned for my safety almost. Uh, Yeah, me too. (laughs) Wait a minute. You know what I'm realizing, and I'm not saying this for myself because I gave this exactly zero thought because I was just thinking about our guests. But Dante, I want to know what your answers are. Who I want to know what you would cosplay with an unlimited budget and who you would bring from the Avatarverse into the real world. I have no idea what you're going to say. Jet be fun. Yeah. And then, I mean, Uncle Iroh for sure. Hang on, Uncle Iroh was like, yeah. I think bring that'd be in. the thing to do. Bring it in. All right, I'm going to answer even though no one's asked. Will someone ask me and pretend like they came up with it? Barney, who would you cosplay, (laughs) A, and B, if you brought someone into this real world from the Avatar verse? Me? No, Who are you bringing, who are you hanging out with? Me? Yes, you. Okay, I want to go full Appa as the cosplay. (laughs) Wow, full Appa. Um, In fact, I would say, like, if I were to actually rationally cosplay, like, I'm pretty fixated on the idea, too, of, like, I could get help cosplaying, like, Pabu or Momo, right? I mean, that would be fun. I'd get, like, green contacts and, like, get some great prosthetic ears. I'm thinking hybrids. And then bringing into real life, I mean, I feel good about this because I feel like I've got a lot of my favorite characters. You've already brought them into our world. So I don't have to worry about that because we've got them. But would I bring... Oof, this is tough. I I think I would bring Sokka. I love him so much. Sokka would be cool. I think He's, he comes a long him. way. Yes. I think he would be even better. Yeah, I mean, end of series Sokka. Se- yeah, I love series serious Sokka. Sokka. I, mean, I love sweet Sokka. I love Sokka who has to eat crow. 
But I love that he has his own growth arc. And I feel like bringing him into modern day, I would love to see him grow yet more. Do you know what I mean? Because Mm. he's very adaptive. And I think he's could be even more progressive than he ends in the series. So it'd be really fun to see him engage with our modern world. I think it could get scary. For him or for us? For him. (laughs) I think for Sokka, right? There's so many things in the world, right? Sokka's very entrepreneurial. Oh, you think he's going to be selling like stuff on infomercials? (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I think Sokka would like invest in the wrong NFTs and like be a crypto <laughs> person. <laughs> he might hit a good one. Maybe. And if he does, I, I wish that for him. I but I just it. think the modern world <laughs> has many pitfalls for Sokka to fall into. Yeah. But on the base oh. level, he's, you know, he's a funny oh. guy. It's always great to hang out with fun friends. He likes to eat. So there's a lot of places to go eat. And oh, yeah. let's yeah. be honest. Girls love Sokka. <laughs> he got the moon, so maybe he is actually an earthbender. Yeah, it's, it's true. true. Hey. It's true. Hey. It's so true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. All right. So we've pulled people from the world into our world. Now, where would you go if you could visit a place or two mm. in the Avatarverse? Is there a specific village that you especially like? Is there a vacation spot that you would love to go? What comes up for you when we ask that question? Where would you love to visit? I'd say Republic City. Yeah. Just because I, I like big cities. <laughs> yeah. So cool. Speaking of good food mm-hmm. and very cool, <laughs> very cool steampunk City. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dante, what about you? Where would you go? I mean, I really like the Northern Water Tribe. Yeah. Like, it's pretty cool up there. It's beautiful. I mean, compared to the Southern Water Tribe, this, the Northern had it going on. It was really, Again, really, the really Southern cool. Water Tribe was only, that was only one village in the entire tribe. So I misunderstood <laughs> what the Southern Water Tribe was doing, but it definitely didn't feel as lavish. It's not as lavish. It 100% wasn't as lavish. I yeah. mean, Northern Water Tribe was really seemed like a winter vacation. Yeah. We're going to the Northern yeah. Water Tribe. You know what's in my mind right now is because we started season two so recently, um, that spa that's like stretched across the waterfall. By the way, I'm not even a spa person. I am like too impatient. I don't get manicures. I cut my own hair. So I don't know who this person is that wants to go to this (laughs) retreat on the waterfall. But the place where Iroh and Zuko are chilling with the sort of cherry blossom petals. I think they're cherry blossoms. I could be wrong, but it's like or plum blossoms. Beautiful, tranquil, hearing the roar of the waterfall and just being very still and sort of having that that Iroh being in the moment appreciating the smallest, you know, little flavor of the tea and the sensation of being in warm water. That sounds really good to me right now. And again, I am not a person who goes to the spa. So apparently when I go into the Avatar verse, I'm all spa all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Where was that? Where wow. was that spa at? What, what city was that in? I mean, it's in the right. Earth Kingdom. It's before they have to go Somewhere. undercover. But other than yeah, that, like I North don't know. Northwestern Earth Kingdom Great. somewhere. I mean, I buy that. That's where they go after they drift. Great point. Post. That's right, because they were just alone for like, wasn't it like three weeks that they just didn't have food or water? (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What did Major say? Did Major have a place to go? Did Major? I have not. I think. I do think. I would just love to see the Western Air Temple in person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just the air temple with all the upside down, just completely hanging from the mountain in the canyon. Again, this is another like very vivid, deep take of must have been like 
the sixth or seventh time I was watching through the, the show and they got to the Western Air Temple. So I listened to the Western Air Temple episode with commentary. <laughs> At wow. like, you know, 13 years old, I was just like, yeah, let me get to this commentary right now. And there is so much of the Western Air Temple to explore. And I yes. think we deserve to see it. Agreed. Western Air mm-hmm. Agreed. I love this petition. Yep. All right. How about animals? We teased it oh. a little bit. I talked about some Appa and Momo cosplay yes. uh, desires. What are your but, favorite? Uh, whatever, favorite whatever hybrid animals, animals, hybrid animals. In, in the whole the whole Avatar verse. I just want to cuddle Korra's polar bear dog so yeah. bad. Oh, <laughs> Naga. Naga. Yeah. Big time. Oh, here's Naga's baby cool. Naga on my shirt right here, oh, roasting oh, a marshmallow. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> baby Naga. Oh. This is a fan design. This so is one adorable. of the fan winners. It's like, yes. Oh you can my almost God. see her little belly, her little, I'm the avatar. You got to deal with it, belly. For the yeah. first <laughs> I love that. Oh, Naga. Great uh, answer. Dante. Naga's great. Know, I love Naga. Mm. <sighs> Pabu is so <sighs> yeah. just the most adorable little thing you've ever seen. Yeah. Right. I have a question to the question, yeah. which yes. is, is a flying bison yes. a crossover animal, technically? Major. Oh, is yes. it? Major. Yeah. Amazing. I needed to explain. Then, then it's the flying bison, go. for it's sure. Definitely, this is Dante's time to shine. I'm so let excited. Him, let him unleash Let me you. tell you something, Major. It's never discussed, but it's known now, especially for people that listen to this podcast, because the first one we did, it came up about the hybrid animal that is Appa. And I will let you know that it is half bison, which we know is an air bison, and half Right. Manatee. Manatee. Oh. See that look on your face? I had the same look on my face, and then I went directly to my computer, (laughs) and I Googled manatee. And when I looked up manatee, it literally was the silhouette of Appa in the ocean. It's it's crazy. (laughs) Wow. And people look at me like, you didn't know he was a manatee, and I look at them, you didn't either. Do not. Do not yeah. say you knew <laughs> Who is out here going, you, oh, you didn't know Appa was part manatee? Get out of here. Oh. At this last Comic-Con, they came up during my Q&A about the, the manatee and Major Electra. And so someone stepped and she's like, I work at wherever. We're in Orlando. She's like, I can take you to go swim with the manatees. Like, do you want to do that this weekend? Oh. I'm like, that sounds amazing. But I, can you, you swim with time. manatees? Should we swim with manatees, Barney? You can swim with them. In Should we? Should is a good question. Yeah. Yeah, in the wild because they're just around. Should we? Can we? They're just so curious and sweet. How big are these manatees? Like once we get in the vicinity of a of a manatee, how big are we talking? Is a manatee? They're like a cow size. I mean, mm-hmm. they're big, but they're cow. very they're sweet the and they're very the curious. And they're you know they're in the shallow waters when you're like down in Texas in the Gulf of Mexico they're in that water little ocean cows yeah sea little cows? sea cows yeah yeah you could swim with them maybe you have to go take this person up on swimming hanging out with a manatee yeah. I would say it's something to ask a few more questions about but it could very well be <laughs> <A few more. laughs> before you make your final decision <laughs> what about favorite episodes do you have episodes that you are Ember like Island now? players hands down. <laughs> That's literally that was the first one that popped oh. in my head. I How was like, the yeah, beach, Ember Island players. Shout out to the That's beach. I like too. the beach. I love the beach. But I love the beach. Okay, the chase is probably one of my favorite episodes of all time. Which I, I we mean, just recapped. Perfect yes. timing. <laughs> I think it does one of the best jobs 
of being like, okay, we have all these characters and we have a lot of new characters and some characters are related to characters, but not everybody knows that yet. And they're like, let's have an episode that just gets everybody in one place and just yeah. see what happens. Yeah, you know, it, cool. it feels like one of those episodes where the creators were really just like, what if we just get everybody in one spot for just one <laughs> second? What happens? Yeah. And it just kind of wrote itself from there. You know, it's just like, yeah. the, it's so, uh, yeah, there's so many amazing Ugh. things about the way it's organized and the way characters are revealed. And when Iroh shows up to, you know, to have the tea with the top. And yeah. then oh, it's great. so yeah. good. Oh. That exchange, I had forgotten that was in this episode. And all of a sudden it was just happening. And it's like, oh, yeah. that's right. <laughs> the two of them together. Mm-hmm. Oh, Let's get all the storylines and put them in one place. We take the A storyline, B storyline, C. Let's put them all in the mm-hmm. same place. All of a sudden, they're in yeah. the western town, and it's a Mexican standoff. Yeah. And that's, that's like the biggest pivot, really, for season two. That's what, like, then right after that, the trajectory is like, okay, now they're going to Bossing Say. Okay, Zuko continues his training with Iroh. Ang yeah. begins earthbending. Although the chase ends in a very emotional oh, situation yeah. for Zuko, and mm-hmm. uh, which is a heavy cliffhanger. Yeah, they, they love doing that. Huh? Let's just, just hang the audience. <laughs> Could you imagine the chase back in the day when you guys, when you were in first grade, Major? And <laughs> oh my God. the season, it was, I mean, it's over. You got to wait a whole week. No binging. You have to sit with that for a week. Whatever just happened to Iroh, what Azula did as she was trying to front on her honor and then just blast her, her uncle. Yeah. And then we just leave it for a week. Iroh's just laying there and Zuko yeah. steaming and. Yeah. What, what happened? Brutal. Brutal. Lex, you love Ember Island players. You want to talk mm-hmm. at all about what does it for you about that episode and anything else that pops up in your mind episode-wise? Just watching them watch like themselves is so funny. I just... And yeah, when they're like shipping Zutara in like the play, I was like, it's happening. <laughs> it's so self-aware. I feel like it's ahead yeah. of his time in that way. And Lex, it's a great choice for an episode because it, it really spotlights how ahead of its time it was. That's mm-hmm. my opinion. I think mm-hmm. having that meta-awareness is like, wow, that is sharp, y'all. Sharp. Mm-hmm. A you lot know? of these series... Not just animation, but live action too. They, when they go a long time, you have to do these catch-up episodes on what happened in the past. So it's a very common thing. But the way they did that with mm-hmm. with the Ember Island players, oh, yeah. it's just the smartest. Because it's like technically like filler, it. but like yeah. it's the best filler episode I've ever seen. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Totally. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> totally. I mean, it has some of the most serious and heartfelt moments of like Ang and Katara really sort of talking about the eclipse for the first time it has zuko watching all of his mistakes replayed out for him yeah but then at the same time it also has some of the funniest moments ever which is (laughs) toff being tough (laughs) and when sokka goes backstage that's my favorite thing ever as an actor watching (laughs) that actor get yeah. these notes from this exactly. random guy <laughs> exactly. and you're exactly. just like who that's the other level like the, the actor side of it definitely yes. also is another level yes. that's just yes. in there that's wonderful yeah 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 it almost represents this conversation like Dante was describing it at the beginning as we were sort of rolling into this conversation all four of us that you're talking about the levels of like it's this and it's this and we're all performers <laughs> and we all that it's like it's almost like the Ember Island episode sort of reps totally it's like that representation of this conversation we just added another <laughs> layer to the Ember Island 
episode by adding our layers onto that. So <laughs> it's even more meta now. Yeah. <laughs> and now guess what, Varney? We, we asked our big question early, but we have the other big question. Yeah. And we're going to make this our right last now. question so that we don't keep you here forever, and even though we absolutely could and want to. We can, but this <laughs> question is it. one that can shake up the Avatar-verse a little mm-hmm, bit. Mm-hmm. And it's simply, uh, who do you ship? From the Avatar verse, we definitely know at least I think one. I've so already far. been very clear. <laughs> yep. Do you have any other ships, Lex? That you yes, like? Yes, uh, Zuko and Therapy. <laughs> oh, therapy. That's the Ther- Zuko. Therapy. And to quote Ify Nwadwe when he came, he said that he ships Azula in prison. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love yeah. Zuzin. Yeah. Yep. Azula, Azula, Azula. Uh, Major. I think, you know, one of my favorite things about the show is that the ah, the ending is so satisfying. I'm quite at peace with all the ships that Major's the show a canon gives guy. us. Major's full I on really cannon. am. I am. <laughs> I do think, though, that there is some injustice given to Toph, right? I think Toph deserves to have, you know, like yeah. a partner, a buddy Who? at the end. I used to ship her with Aang. I was shipping Toph and Aang a little bit, maybe because they're, you know, I don't know, there's something mm. there. Mm-hmm. Sokka and Toph can be real cute. Sokka and Toph, I ship that. Yeah. Ugh. I could do this for a gajillion hours. Great, this great has been so much fun. You, you too. You guys haven't said your ships. Yes. Well, I ship Zutara forever, Lex. I mean, I gotta say, I I also ship Zutara. I mean, I love Katang, but Mm. I get real wrapped up in the tension between the two of them and feeling like he really comes around. We know he comes around. Ever rewatching the show, I'm like really... I love May. May's very I love cool. May too. And and I have a fantasy of like Ty Lee and May, like, oh, you know, oh, they're yeah. just like they put oh. up with Azula together, like trauma mm-hmm. bonding. <laughs> I love yes. Suki and Sokka. I mean that's a that's a canon ship, but that's yeah. really really cool. Mm-hmm. Suki and Sokka is such a great relationship. And that's really like the I feel like the relationship you actually get to see the most of. Like they're together throughout right. um, mm-hmm. that good sort of ending portion of the last book. Just it's just like good, healthy relationship modeling, right? It's yeah. just like, what? No, there's no need for unnecessary drama and stuff like that. That's right. They're just, mm-hmm. they enjoy each other's yeah. company and they're happy together. And, you know, he's goofy and she's right. incredibly intelligent but, and amazing in every way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also ready to, for Iroh to have, even if it's a long distance, with Aunt Wu. I feel like the two of them. Him and Aunt Wu, let's she go. She makes some great treats for her guests. They both have sort of like an interesting relationship with the future. He's like, I don't need to know all the answers. And she's like, sometimes people need to get there on their own, but feel like they have a little gentle push in the right direction. I think that would be really fun. Um, Well, we hate to let you go, but this has been so much fun. We hope you all consider coming back and hanging with us, maybe even do a recap next time. Um, Absolutely. Anytime. Anytime. Literally anytime. I'll come in cosplay. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, Cosplay would be great. And good luck with everything you guys are doing. I know. We need to be watching you on Joe and Carol. Uh, Everybody Mm -hmm. who isn't already needs to be watching Lex Mason. Um, Very excited to head to Broadway to see... K-pop. Anything else you can tell us about yeah. it, or is it kind of a top secret? We like... can't wait to see what's going on in that one. So you know, we like to keep things a little bit top secret, yeah. um, but it is no secret that we do have a number of actual K-pop idols as members of our casts, and they number one are just 
absolutely incredibly amazing and humble people to work with. Love it. It's a genuine, genuine treat. But on top of all of that is that their experience, I think, has been lending so much to the development of the project and the people who have been working on it care so, so much about it. Yeah, we're really, really, really looking forward to uh, bringing it to a really big audience. Awesome. All right. Field trip. We're all going on a field trip. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, everybody. And uh, where can people find you on social media? I am at Lex Mason, Mason with a Y. It's just my name. (laughs) And I am at Majorly Major on Instagram. Majorly Major. Thank you, guys. Sweet. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Avatar Braving the Elements. And hey, make sure to subscribe, follow, leave us a review. All of that really helps the podcast so much. And we love you guys. Next week, Dante and I are recapping episode nine from book two, That's right, we're talking about bitter work. You can follow me on social media at the JV Club on Instagram and at Janet Varney on Twitter. And I'm at Dante Bosco on both of those. We'll see you next Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm